Hello and welcome to Crack Encrypteds and Curios. This is Matt once again joined by Angel and today today we have something quite special. Today we celebrate the entities, events and straight up curious items we have looked at the past few seasons and deem who or what is truly the best in show. This celebration we have dubbed the Golden Curiosities. And Angel, I don't know about you, but I am excited about this one. Are you excited? I'm so excited. I wore flood pants. What the hell are flood pants? (laughs) (laughs) Like so you don't get taken away in a flood? Yes. They're, they're pants that are shorter than regular pants, so that they don't get wet in a flood. Oh, like capris. You're wearing capris? <laughs> <laughs> you brought out the good pants? I brought out wow. the good pants. <laughs> are they khakis? Khaki capris? Khaki capris with all the pockets. Wow. Man, this today is a special day then. <laughs> Originally, when I had this idea, I thought the the pool of possible winners would be anything that we covered in 2022 then when i actually looked at our episodes i realized our 2022 recording schedule was so whack and malformed (laughs) that that would have been a horrible idea to do that apparently my mind melded all of 2022 with all of the entities we covered in 2021 because my brain can no longer handle linear time anymore (laughs) so With that in mind, our pool of potential winners for this year's Golden Curiosities is anything from Season 3 to the end of Season 5. And hot dog, Angel, that's a lot of content. That's a lot of competition. Are there any entities or events or even curious items that jump out to you as the clear frontrunners of this award show? Well... I suspect that mermaids is going to be taking a lot of wins. <laughs> They're going to be uh, swimming right to that podium. <laughs> Maybe shape-shifting into other cryptids. <laughs> They're going to get legs and walk up to the podium, too. <laughs> yes. Just mermaids? No. Who's your dark horse, then? Um, Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> so anything with an M is winning. <laughs> That's your criteria. M- oh, m- <laughs> Hopscotch goblins. Mary, comma, bloody. (laughs) Oh, no. Mandy bear. (laughs) Angel, before we begin, could you say a few words to commemorate the first annual Golden Curiosities? I will be more than happy to. In less than an hour, curiosities here will join others from around the world and we will be launching the largest award show in the history of mankind. Oh. Whoa, mankind. That word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is an ordinary day. And you will once again be fighting to listen to our show. Not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. What? 
We're fighting for our right to love cryptids for their existence. And should we win the day, this ordinary day will no longer be known just as just another weekend. Oh my god. (laughs) But as the day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night. We will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today, we celebrate our Golden Curiosity Day. Thank you, Mr. President. That was a... What a speech. (laughs) Oh, it took me three-fourths of the way there to understand where it came from. Good. (laughs) (laughs) That was weird. I was listening. I was like, wow, okay, you wrote it all. (laughs) I wrote it all. It's all original. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose... uh, it was it was absolutely poetic and nearly brought a tear to my eye. Now I just envision um, Randy Quaid <laughs> screaming into the night. Yes, about cryptids <laughs> and other things. We have a total of ten awards to hand out, and then there is a special eleventh award. That we will explain at the end of this show. So let's first see what exactly is on the table for the Golden Curiosities. Our ten categories are as follows. I I have goosebumps, Angel. Tiny little muscles in my skin are making my hair follicles raise in anticipation. Wow. Wow. The ten. The ten are... Pop Icon. Pop Icon. This award represents the highest form of cultural adoption. For whatever reason, this entity, item, or strange event has pierced our collective conscience and has become an important part of American culture. Next, the Joy Sparker. This award represents the manifestation of joy. This goes to something that when we see it, it just puts a huge smile on our faces and we just can't get enough of it. Third, best picture. Movies are a huge part of our life experience, so this award represents the best movie featuring an entity, event, or curio. <laughs> best in quotes. Most aggressive, possibly the most important characteristic in Angel's rankings in the rubric of power, this <laughs> award goes to the thing that just won't hesitate to rip off your head and devour your soul. Next, we have the Rapscallion. This award goes to the thing that best represents those lovable mischief makers of the world. Next, we have Biggest Disappointment. Sometimes things just don't work out. When we curate our season list to see what we will research, it can be a gamble. We can have preconceived notions about something, and then when we start researching, it's like, whoa, mama, this blows. This award goes to the thing that just embodies disappointment. Next up, best story. This golden curiosity is for the thing with the best stories written about it. And that just doesn't mean the lore is the best, but also it has genuine good stories around it. Next up, we have the Nightmare Bringer. Fear is a powerful emotion. This award goes to the embodiment of fear. The penultimate award of our 10 
the Legacy Award. What is an award show if there isn't an award that highlights the greats of the past? This award is open to anything from season one or two that should have a moment in the spotlight for its contributions to folklore. And last but not least, the Pliny the Elder Research Award. Sometimes the things we look at have a dearth of evidence, just a void of anything substantial or noteworthy. Other times, the abundant content is overwhelming. This award goes to the thing that has received just an insane amount of time and dedication to explain what exactly it is from either academia or just everyday people. What are a few categories that you just can't wait to see what happens, Angel? I'm looking forward to biggest disappointment. <laughs> because it's like biggest loser. <laughs> <laughs> those those are uh near and dear to me. Um, it's like the Razzies. <laughs> <laughs> and Nightmare Bringer is also one of those that I would like to It'll be a, yep, a fun one. I think they're all they're all perfect categories, really. <laughs> just just a perfect ten <laughs> right in front of us right now. Yeah. Well, here we go. The inaugural Golden Curiosities are upon us. Let us see who the nominees and, in turn, the winners are. The way this was all broken down is as follows. Of the ten categories, both myself and Angel randomly assigned five. Angel chose the nominees and winners of his five categories, and I then chose the nominees and winners of the five categories I was assigned. So as we go through each category, we'll have a short discussion of the nominees and see who the winner was. Now, Angel and I shared with each other the nominees, but the winners were kept hidden, kept secret from another. To add an additional arbitrary and convoluted layer to this award show, each of us guessed who we thought the winner of the other's categories were. Whichever of us guesses the most correct, I suppose is awarded the best co-host award and is just intrinsically better as a human being than the other. <laughs> no pressure, Angel. Are, are you ready for that? <laughs> Very. <laughs> Our first category, Angel. It's one of yours. It is the pop icon. Who are your nominees? Nominated Mrs. Claus. I nominated Mermaids and Slenderman. So where did where did those choices come from? Well, I mean, it's obvious. Mrs. Claus, only because Santa wasn't in the running. <laughs> oh no! What's that say about her? <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't. It's it's not a it's not a slight on her. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> it's, it's not a slight on her because Santa Claus is so well known, so popular, and when we uh, discuss Mrs. Claus's. In Mrs. Claus's episode, her introduction kind of just blew things up. She is now part of the cultural phenomenon of Christmas. Mm -hmm. yeah. So you can't think of Santa without Mrs. Claus. Um, that's part of the reason why she's a pop icon. You know, it's like uh, it's like uh, Jay Z and Beyonce. You you can't think of them Ooh. not together. Mm -hmm. They are one. <laughs> Did they have a little fun couple name, Jay Z and Beyonce? Like BJ. Oh, <laughs> <Yikes. laughs> 
Uh, I regret asking that question. Uh, uh, as far as Mrs. Claus, like she, she's the woman with no first name. But I do recall in uh, the episode we featured of her, there was a good housekeeping article who made Mrs. Claus seem like a real badass. She yeah. kept like berating the narrator about how dangerous the kitchen is, and like kept shitting on him for be like <laughs> not understanding how to design a kitchen. <laughs> um, but then she also like. She took care of the Thanksgiving turkeys for some reason. And the flocks of rainbow chickens, Angel. Do you remember those? Yes. She, they lay the eggs for Easter. She took care of them. And she can also, you know, pluck moonlight from the air and mend your worn out socks. So, my God, what a what a lass. <laughs> and how about mermaids? Well. Why'd they make the list? I mean, they're, they've been around since... Before I think time existed, <laughs> I think when the when the Big Bang occurred, there was just a mermaid in in the void, and the mermaid burst like like a uh, sack of eggs bursting out, and we are all the mermaid eggs. <laughs> Pretty much, we we had trouble with with uh, researching mermaids because there was so much information. We we just didn't know where to where to stop or where to continue looking i guess yeah. i had to like cut myself off <laughs> I was like, no, no more no more mermaids my life was becoming mermaids everywhere i looked saw mermaids yeah and um and not only that but they used to be you know kind of feared but now mermaids are loved all around so mm -hmm. so they they only just became even um more popular as time went on you know Often I look at how many times an entity has been slapped onto a beer bottle in, in my pop culture research. I didn't even look at pop culture references for mermaids because there, there, there was no reason to. It's such, it's so prevalent. But now's the time, Angel. Now's the time, but the amount of beers that mermaids have been slapped on. There are over 500 beers that come up on the untapped app for mermaids 500 <laughs> and the most popular is coney island brewery's mermaid pilsner which is a light-bodied crisp drinking nicely hopped lager a heavy-handed addition of rye malt adds a mild spiciness which is balanced by a light fruity floral hop aroma Wow. <laughs> and it uh, almost has 50K reviews. And out of five stars, it has 3.45. So there is the Mermaid Pilsner out there just waiting to be devoured. <laughs> the final nominee, Slenderman. Yeah. Um, Slenderman uh, got nominated simply because he is the most recent addition that grew in popularity, I, I would say, exponentially. Um, thanks to the internet, but I think we give the internet a bit too much credit. I mean, there's so many things that come out of the internet that have not even received the same amount of, uh, of attention that Slenderman has gotten. So it was, I think it's just something that grew organically or, or some combination of, of pure luck. All the, all the things just, all the planets aligned or something. Mm -hmm. To make Silverman <laughs> become as popular oh. as he did, all the space mermaid eggs aligned and 
made Slenderman. So I don't remember if we talked about it in the Slenderman episode, but believe it or not, there are Slenderman beers. There is yes. a company called Tartarus Beers and makes uh, what to me sounds like an absolutely dreadful Imperial Stout that is 11% alcohol by volume. So, so an exceedingly strong beer. <laughs> and then just some things to highlight about Slenderman from the... That episode that we did, I read some facts from the book, 101 Amazing Slenderman Facts. <laughs> I don't know if we talked about it, but one is Slenderman just wants $20. <laughs> that was one of the things written. And that is the most benign and stupid thing I've ever read. <laughs> Even more than the S. Lenderman signature <laughs> appearing on the Declaration of Independence that comes from the same damn book. So, like, what does he do with the money? Does... Does Slenderman participate in the economy like a normal being? Like these type of questions of saying he just wants twenty dollars or statements saying that, they I think they solidify its place as assimilating into our culture. Like people are just thinking of this creature on a completely different level than they would of just like uh, a regular old folkloric entity. Like a lot of thought goes into the things that Slenderman would do in his day to day life. I don't see, like, fact books about black-eyed kids wanting money or <laughs> signing their names to vital historical documents. Yeah. I suppose I should say who I think would win before you say it because I don't want to change my answer after <laughs> you say who wins. <laughs> yeah. So of your three nominees, I think the pop culture icon are mermaids. You think the one that I chose to be the winner is mermaids? I do. Because Mrs. Claus and Slenderman aren't popular enough. You think because mermaids have been there since the dawn of time, since even before the dawn of time, I would have chosen them as winners. Well, guess yeah. what? I chose mermaids as winners because yes. they will kill me if I don't. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're swing, swimming away now down the <laughs> creek with their their piano wire. Not around your neck tonight. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm one step closer to being the best co-host <laughs> and the better human being. Uh, so mermaids, mermaids gets our first golden curiosity angel. What do you think about that? I think it's well deserved. Really, they've done so so much work to change their image, right? Just to still stay popular, and and now every girl wants to be one. Yeah, they put in the work. They des- they demand to be recognized. <laughs> Our second category falls into one of mine. It is the joy sparker. This is probably the most subjective of the categories, as this is what causes me the most joy. Is the way I looked at it because I'm the I'm the kingmaker here in this category. Mm-hmm. So my nominees are mermaids. <laughs> <laughs> possibly the dark horse ghost trains and then third we have the philadelphia experiment from season three the reason i went this route I, mermaids what else is there to say about mermaids but i i did include them not for my own joy but because i know they bring so many other people joy i don't think we talked about it in the episode but this was going through my head the entire time because there are like uh, people out there that legit trained to become mermaids like they 
they train underwater so they can stay under underwater all for as long as they can. They have tails that look super expensive. And then you can go to a bar and there's like a water tank behind the bar and they're just swimming ar- swimming around in it. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. <laughs> Why does this yeah, exist? I've heard of this, yes. <laughs> uh, this is what we do with our humanity. <laughs> and there's like there's so much merchandise and movies and books. People just love it. I mean, if you want a book, a, an erotic book about mermaids, there's probably like 10,000 to choose from. Um, I own one. <laughs> They're reading it right now. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> Anything you want to say about mermaids as a nominee for Joy Sparker? Do they spark that that atom of joy inside that black heart of yours? They, they actually uh, give me a little bit of fear, but I... I transform that fear into joy, you know. Fear, fear and joy for you is the same thing. <laughs> uh, my second nominee, Ghost Trains. <laughs> Angel. Angel. What is there not to love about Ghost Trains? There are stories. There are stories about the one of the most beloved American presidents, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> having being on a ghost train that you can see every year, covered in little flags and completely covered in black crepe. He isn't the ghost. It's the whole damn train. There's other like ghosts within the train that they didn't die the same time that <laughs> Lincoln did, <laughs> but they're dead on the train. It has ghost steam, I I would assume too. I mean, we went into the whole <laughs> ghost mines too. <laughs> like that was a thing with the ghost coal. <laughs> oh, just so they have ghost perfect. jobs i think it was. ghost jobs there's a ghost economy <laughs> <laughs> and the final nominee the philadelphia experiment so this goes back to the 1940s with the uss eldridge presumably leaving our reality and going somewhere far better but the reason i included it was because we had a story of a man and his brother who abandoned the ship as it was phasing from our reality and we reference it a lot in this show. Yep. And they landed in the year 2137. <laughs> and then one of them goes to uh, like <laughs> 2742 or something and lives in a floating city and everyone is a socialist. <laughs> and then he goes back to 2137 to get his brother. And then they go both go back to 1984. Then they go back to 1943 to try and prevent it all from happening. And somewhere along the way, the guy goes to Mars in the year 100,000 BC to collect dark energy. If that if that story doesn't put a, a smile on your face, I would argue that you aren't human. And the best thing about all that story is the guy remembered this when he was watching the freaking Philadelphia Experiment movie. And it jogged his memory like, oh my god, I lived this. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. movie is my biography. So those are my three nominees for the Joy Sparker. And three wonderful nominees they are. But I feel, this is what I think you chose as the winner. In my heart of hearts, I feel that the biggest Joy Spark for you to make this thing be the ultimate winner in this category would be Ghost Trades. The winner of the Golden curiosity for Joyce Parker is ghost trains. They, they, 
my heart gets a little extra toot toot whenever <laughs> I see them. They don't even just hear about them or think about them. They're just, oh my God, they're, it's perfect. Don't you agree? Ghost, ghost trains? <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what? <laughs> they're an affront on this world. They're not natural. I, I am. <laughs> I am. Abomination. <laughs> they are an abomination. I am fond of regular trains. But this, once they go ghost, no way. Turn into ghosts. I Exercise don't see the ghost soul out of it. I don't want to see Lincoln. <laughs> his little flags, his black crepe. <laughs> so next up, our third category, Angel. Back to you. We have best picture, possibly. Possibly the hardest category. Who are your nominees? It really was a tough category because from season three to season five, a lot of the movies for these things are really not there or kind of, I don't know. Or they're like black and white or, <laughs> or they're or, old. Or made for TV. And yeah. that mm-hmm. brings me to my number, uh, my, not my number, my first nominee, which was Merlin. Mm-hmm. I chose Merlin because of the Merlin made for TV miniseries, which was mm-hmm. two-parter. And I know you watched this with a good old Sam Neill playing Merlin. Star-studded cast. Martin Short played a character named Frick. Yep. <laughs> Martin Short. What a what a gem. <laughs> I believe Isabella Rossellini was in it playing somebody that Merlin fell in love with. Uh, Mor- Mor- Morgan. Morgan? Morgana. I don't know. I should be looking Something at like the cast list right now, but I don't want to because... It's just so many people. Mm-hmm. It's your category. <laughs> you can do what you I want. I can do whatever I want. And, and so I chose this one because Merlin ha- holds a special place in my heart. I don't know if it does it with you, but it's such a magical movie. No, I, I thought you meant just the entity Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> well, this movie, even more so. Well, even Merlin. I mean, I I grew up watching The Sword in the Stone. and Hell yeah. When I was a kid, I didn't even know. I thought it was like its own, its own <laughs> Disney thing. Like, I, I didn't know it was about King Arthur. And, you know, I, I didn't realize. I had I had an issue as a kid. Like, I didn't comprehend things a lot. So, I didn't even know his name was Merlin until I got older. You just experienced things and said, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yes. And and thought just nothing beyond surface level. Pretty, pretty much. I mean, I'm like, the kid's turning into a squirrel and a fish and all these things. That's great. <laughs> And the then owl's he, talking. <laughs> and then he pulls a sword out of his stone. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then everyone just raised him up on their shoulders. I don't know mm-hmm. what that's about, but oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, Merlin, the character and the, and, the, and the film itself, I think, are one of the, at least this film, I think is one of the better cryptid films out there. If you want to <laughs> talk about that kind of thing. My next nomination was, you guessed it, Mermaids. A clean sweep for nominees so far. That's right. Mermaids, once again, they have lots of films about them that, you know, are hit or miss, but... Questionable in their quality. (laughs) But when they're hits, they're amazing hits. I mean, the first one you think of most likely was The Little Mermaid. By Disney. Mm-hmm. Also Disney, but not at the time. It wasn't 
was it Touchstone? Whatever. Was Splash, a live action mermaid film. This is the film I chose as the one I envisioned for this category. Specifically because it introduced the mechanic of the mermaid shape-shifting her tail into legs when she got out of uh, the water. Which apparently mm-hmm. hadn't been done before. This is something we learned about when we talked about mm-hmm. the mermaids in that episode. So that was neat. And that one and also... Tom Hanks. Yeah. Star-studded, America's sweetheart. Star-studded cast is in that one as well. Tom Hanks. Uh, you had Daryl Hannah. Eugene Levi as the antagonist. Oh, is he? Yeah. Dang. And John Candy as the the funny man. I don't remember John Candy at all in that. <laughs> he makes penis jokes a lot. Oh, I'm I'm all, I'm there for a good dick joke. <laughs> so the next one I chose is a bit controversial. That's the thing I do. <laughs> Mr. Controversy. Is the Philadelphia Experiment. Now, about the Philadelphia Experiment, I was struggling with the final pick for this because I'm like, what? Out of the things that were, we talked about. I was like, there's not really any movies. And then something uh, in my memory bank said, wait, I think there's a Philadelphia Experiment movie. So I did a little extra research again and then found the wiki for it. And it's it's got an interesting history behind it. For example, did you know that the, the Philadelphia Experiment film, the 1984 film, was originally drafted by john carpenter himself what that's right he's quoted as saying it's a great shaggy dog story absolute crap but what a great story (laughs) (laughs) shaggy i've never heard that idiom (laughs) i don't i don't know what that means either story (laughs) but apparently this film has had so much problems that the script had been rewritten uh, well, once they introduced another writer, uh, Stuart Raffel, the the script had been rewritten nine times. Oh, I mean, that's uh, that's a dagger in the heart already. If you have that many rewrites, just scrap it. Oh, excuse me. Stuart Raffel was the director. So they even have a director at that point. So once they brought him on to direct, the script had been re- rewritten nine times. And he had agreed to do the film subject to the next rewrite, which he thought was terrible. (laughs) The head of the studio agreed with Raphael's additions to the script, even though it was only three weeks before filming. So what they ended up so what they ended up doing was they sent somebody to his house every afternoon and he would dictate the screenplay. (laughs) (laughs) Surprised they just weren't doing it on set. Funnily enough, I found this film to watch, and I said, I better strap in and get the buckle because I'm going to enjoy this. (laughs) And this film, I got to tell you, is peak 80s. It is spectacular. Remember the the effects in The Abyss? Mm -hmm. Forget that. (laughs) Remember the effects in Tron? Forget those two. It's... So bad. The script, the acting, the special effects, all of that stuff was so terrible. It's it's funny because it has all the things that we discussed in our Philadelphia uh, experiment episode. The they they start the the experiment on the ship. 
something goes wonky and then some weird color effect starts happening. Everyone kind of looks animated and two guys jump overboard and they fall into a 40 wide hole that sends them to 1984. And they're all like, what's this is crazy because they're like, why are there Chinese people and and (laughs) and German beer? Because they were on the brink of war, and they're like, "What did we lose the bo- the war or something?" And then the the one guy kept like shooting off electricity, and then his body just disappeared or something. What? <laughs> and then the other guy was like, "Like the, the the Navy's like trying to find him, and he's like keeps running away because that's the thing you do, right? You run away from the Navy, mm-hmm. even though you are a sailor yourself." Yep. And he somehow he kidnaps a woman at gunpoint and she falls in love with him because of this. She's like, you're mysterious. I want to know you more. <laughs> it's just so what bad. The and there's like a, a scientist there that just doesn't. He looks like he doesn't care about anything in the world. He's like, oh, God, this guy's back. Like, what do you mean he's back? <laughs> is this he's been gone for 40 years and he appears out of nowhere like there's a vortex sucking everything up and we need you to fix it i don't know what's going on anymore there's like a hole in the sky sucking things up and he's starting to shoot off electricity on his own he's like oh no and then he meets his buddy that got disappeared but now his buddy's 40 years older now and he's like I don't want to talk about it. And then I'm like so confused at that point. I'm like, what is this time travel? Like, I'm so lost. And that movie made that guy realize he lived that. He lived that. <laughs> so the thing is about this movie is that then the, the sci-fi channel decided they wanted to make a remake of that film. What? The Philadelphia <laughs> Experiment. And then they made a sequel to that one. What? How could there be a sequel? <laughs> and I wanted to watch all of these films before we recorded today, but after watching the first one, I was still in pain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, God damn! So it that sounds magical. Yeah, it was. It was an experience. So of those three nominees, though, I have I have my own personal bias here of what is being chosen, and I am going with the man himself, Sam Neill as Merlin, <laughs> because. In that movie, he has a horse named Sir Rupert. Mm-hmm. And at the end, Merlin uses the last of magic. And he says, that was the last of magic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That is such a magical film. And Merlin would have definitely won if I hadn't watched the Philadelphia Experiment. No way. What? I have to pick this one as the winner because it was such... A strange experience. At one point, I thought maybe I experienced <laughs> the movie. this <laughs> and <laughs> thought I went through a hole with my brother, and then mm-hmm. went to, sp- and then I realized that's what happens when you watch the movie. It makes people think that they're going through this. The psychedelic trip. <laughs> it really is. Out of nowhere, the Philadelphia Experiment wins. My gosh, that was a true dark horse moment. I did not see that one coming at all. (sighs) Next, we have the Golden Curiosity for the most aggressive. This was my category. My nominees are the Champwatt Maneater, Siren Head, and the Van Meter Visitor, 
the humans of that story. <laughs> so as far as the Champwop Man Eater, one of our one of our fun episodes of events, uh, strange events, not quite a, a cryptid. But supposedly, the devil of Champawap killed 436 people. The record for the most number of human kills by any animal. And then it was shot and killed by old Jim Corbett in 1907 in India. A lot of cool things happening in the early 1900s that just will never happen again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I believe, uh, if memory serves me correctly, it was theorized that uh, the specific tiger had received a bullet to the mouth that w- broke some of its teeth and as uh, a way to adapt to that injury it could no longer properly hunt so it turns it, its aggression to humans and started hunting them one by one do you recall anything fun about the champ man eater well i mean it's as you said it was a freak accident that can mm-hmm. never happen again or let's hope that's it like- doesn't happen again that's like the perfect villain story. A freak accident makes you the villain of the story. Except this freak accident made the thing weaker, and then it said, let me seek out something weaker than me to eat. But just just think of it. The tigers normally hunted us. We would have no chance. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, thing just chose to, and it said, it said, screw you. I'm eating 436 of you. Well, the, the fun thing I do remember is that eating 436 people... But that was in the span of, what was it, a year or something like that? Yeah, it wasn't a long time. It's amazing it got to that point before people just, like, didn't (laughs) band together and form, like, a thousand-yard line and just march into the woods and kill every tiger they found. It makes me wonder, like, at what point did poaching, let's say, lions start? Because... If nobody's afraid of lions, but these people were afraid of the tigers enough to not, like, join together, brothers and sisters, to fight the the the, the champo, mm-hmm. and they're like, nope, not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm good. I'll take my chances. <laughs> my uh, second nominee, Siren Head, which, as we saw, <laughs> my gosh, this bastard was just ready to pounce. He'd just be waiting. Classical music would start. Sometimes it would be <laughs> band music, marching band music. Mm-hmm. He would, it would just yell dates and time at you of <laughs> the time Random it's going to numbers, kill you. Yeah. That's just, that's just, that's just amazing. <laughs> I'm just picturing like hiding in a, a abandoned hospital and you just hear blaring on a speaker the like october 2nd 201 a.m just over and over again and it's like september 5th it's like shit what's that mean and nearly a month from now it means you're staying in the hospital for that long and then you die so yeah uh, and i don't think there's any way to get away from it because it, it, it knew it was going to kill you or else it wouldn't be saying that time yep so you're already dead. You know, re-capping re, re, uh, on the siren head made me think that whoever came up with the siren head was like a child that said, there's this thing that's a siren head and it and it comes to kill you. And then somebody would like somehow refute it and then they'll just keep adding stuff to it. Well, it's mm-hmm. it's telling you your death date and, and, it, and it comes after and, and it's playing sounds and it's doing and it's just keep adding stuff to it. <laughs> Trying to like one up each other. Yeah. Like I, I touch you and you turn into ice. <laughs> well, then my body's made of fire that can't be turned to ice. Yeah. And of course, I mean, 
it, we're hard-pressed to go without an episode of mentioning the humans of the Van Meter Visitor episode mm-hmm. who just weren't taking any shit that day. <laughs> they, they heard a noise, and they came out guns a-blazing. Just shots fired into the air, shots fired into buildings. They go to a, a, a abandoned mine, I believe it was, and see mm-hmm. the, the visitor and uh, a smaller visitor and just uh, wait for it to come out and shoot at it as some insane blood-frenzied posse. And then they wall up the wa- the mine so it can't return. And then that like, solves their problems. But they never, I don't think they ever shoot it or killed it. No. <laughs> You can't, you can't kill it. Just so many wasted ammunitions that day. <laughs> 1903, Van Meter, Iowa was a, what a place. <laughs> it's it's interesting to think about, like, the beliefs of people in certain time periods. For example, in my new home, I hear all kinds of strange sounds. I've never once thought, let me go outside and start shooting yep. at random you, you, things. You cock the gun and just walk out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, time to go killing. <laughs> one of my favorite theories of that one was that it was just like a a crane, just like up on the light pole. Like, can you yeah. imagine yeah. seeing something up on a light pole, getting your gun and start shooting at it? <laughs> I don't know. And, but but I think I think that's actually more frightening. This crane is bulletproof. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever sold guns to this town <laughs> was like. A snake oil salesman, because they did not work. <laughs> they just sold them blanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the ammunition was all, oh, no. <laughs> so who, who, in your mind's eye, is the winner of the Golden Curiosity for the most aggressive? Um, well, you know, this is solely, this is very uh, subjective here. But in mm-hmm. my opinion, I would say it'd be... Siren Head, because it's just an all-out aggressive thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's pure aggression. Yeah. The, the, the That death date that it blares out is, is, it's a big point, but I did not go with Siren Head. I went with the, the real-world death of the Champawat Man-Eater, and... Like I said, if 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 the tigers just chose to kill us, we we'd all be gone. They'd just if, be if, if, hunting if most, the streets. If most animals decided to just no, no. rise up against us, <laughs> we'd be um, gone. I I remember oh, there was a Twitter thread a while back about how gorilla nobody uh, was it zookeepers don't really know how to measure the strength of a gorilla, and they can escape whenever they choose to mm-hmm. because. And there's examples of gorillas just escaping because they can. And they can never make an enclosure strong enough to keep them out of it. And the, <laughs> the only reason they stay is because they know they get fed and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. They're getting fed on a nice <laughs> schedule. And it's like once a year they get a birthday cake because it's their birthday. Like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I don't understand time. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, yeah. If, if animals just banded together like Planet of the Apes style, we'd, we'd be, <laughs> we'd die. We'd lose. Yeah. I, I. I don't know if we talked about it on this show, but I remember a it was like a poll going around of Americans believing that they could uh, like fist fight a, <laughs> a an animal, and yeah. like like three percent of Americans thought they could beat like a grizzly bear or polar bear with their bare hands, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or like take down a wolf with their bare hands, yeah. 
Oh man. <laughs> no way. No way. Take down the trample out man eater with your bare hands. Jim Corbett had to do it with <laughs> multiple guns. <laughs> we are halfway there, my friend. We have up next the award for the Rap Scallion. Who are the mischievous nominees? Bit controversial here. <laughs> I went with uh, Bloody Mary. Now, that is very controversial because I saw that and I still don't. I'm <laughs> I'm curious for this explanation because I don't I don't see it. Well, so, you know, most people think mischievous means you don't get hurt, but I don't believe that. You can be mischievous and still cause harm. You like those pranks where people get injured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you have if you're pranking somebody where somebody gets hurt, would you call them mischievous or uh, aggressive monster? Or criminal? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. So Bloody Mary, I think, is a fine example because I remember we discussed in the episode about how. When you summon her, she doesn't necessarily always attack you. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't know what she's gonna do. So it's like okay, it's kind of so she chooses who to attack. Yeah. Like come on, you could you could in theory befriend her. Yeah. So I feel like that's a bit mischievous in in a sense. Yeah, it's like a, a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. <laughs> yes. Each category needs one Tom Hanks reference from now on. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all I have to say about Bloody Mary. Yeah, she's pretty pretty perfect. <laughs> Hopkinsville Goblins was my next nomination, and I, mm. I the, the when we discussed these uh, this entity, I can never get the image out of my head of these weird floating creatures that get shot at and they just fall down and then get back up again and and there's just they, floating they angel they fall and get back down and that to me again. just that to me screams mischief <laughs> <laughs> because it's like it's like they're toying with you <laughs> no they are the embodiment of perseverance to me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know it just it just seems like so playful so like like, what is this nonsense? And these people are still shooting at them. And mm-hmm. then there's no evidence of them afterwards. And it's like, what were these guys shooting at? Mm-hmm. Like, we can only go by eyewitnesses. I, I think this is pranksters. Like, like this And it was like 200 rounds of ammunition were spent. Like, my lord, what the frick it's, was going on? It's, it's a trickster spirit. You know, this is what goblins are known for, being mm-hmm. mischievous. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, theories was that they were escaped carnival monkeys. <laughs> like, Mike, and, and were, they, were they roided up or on, like, meth or something? They couldn't be killed? Carnival monkeys. I mean, that's that's the perfect example of mischief. <laughs> they all have, like, little hats like Apu from yes. Aladdin. Steal things. Like, vests, and they're smoking cigarettes. Yep, yep. I think that's like a Simpsons monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, there is, you know, there are monkeys in, I, I believe, Thailand that con- constantly steal from the tourists mm-hmm. and even the locals. And, you know, you can, again, as an outsider, you see that as mischievous and 
those those scamps, you know. But they can cause trouble <laughs> those, too. Those little bastards are like gangs, and they have yep. gang wars. <laughs> yep, yep. They, they're 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 fearsome, but it's still, you know, I feel like they fall under the Bloody Mary type of mischief. <laughs> Man. I never want to be on the brunt end of one of your mischievous deeds. <laughs> and, and that uh, was like some that was some 1955s mischief too. It was a different time. Exactly. That's I guess another... so was Bloody Mary is pretty. <laughs> yeah, I feel like mischief also mm-hmm. changes in its definition over time. You know, you want people to cause less and less harm now. And your third nominee. My, my third nominee. I feel perfect embodiment once again is the black eyed children or black eyed kids or Bex as I call them. Bex. This for sure is the embodiment of of mischievous. There's no harm done to anyone ever, <laughs> despite what the stories want you to believe. The aggressive cancer. I, I will get to that. <laughs> despite what the stories want you to believe, they cause some electrical outages or something they want yeah. mm-hmm. they, they 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 stop people in the middle of the night from t- to ask about getting tickets to the movies or things like that they <laughs> wanted to go see mortal Kombat. <laughs> and it's like what exactly did they do bad the only thing the only story about that like what you mentioned aggressive cancer is only associated with them completely indirectly like they came over this people, this couple's house, and then they get picked up by their so-called parents. And then years later, the husband gets cancer. Like, how is that related to the kids? Just, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> that that visit they replayed every single night in their minds. Like, <laughs> how do we even survive that? <laughs> they can't stop. They were thinking in the about house. <laughs> <laughs> years later, they're like, "You have cancer. It must have been those kids." <laughs> Remember that horrible fog that was about them? <laughs> I just I just think the black guy kid stuff is so funny to me every time. It just gets worse the more I think about it. That's the the these I mean, out of all the ones I nominated, I, if you want like harmless um mischief, I think it's them. Mm-hmm. Gosh. Well, this is hard now because I had a preconceived notion of who I picked before <laughs> we discussed this. So I'll go with my original choice still, which were the lovable rapscallions, the Hopkinsville goblins, the hopscotch gobbles I went with. <laughs> the hopscotch gobbles. Again, definitely, definitely would have been them if the black eyed children didn't uh-huh. exist. <laughs> I know. My gosh. They are little rapscallions, aren't they? <laughs> they sure are. In fact, I encountered one the other day. Oh, Give me a nickel. Is this a joke? <laughs> no. <laughs> With no punchline? No punchline. <laughs> kid, give me a nickel. Give me a nickel. That's all. Mm, Jesus. Say, Here you go, Chad Berry. And I'm like, my name's not Chad. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Chad Berry. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that story. <laughs> what was that? The most unformulaic. Unformulaic. <laughs> 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 oh, I think I cried hearing that story. 
Yep. In our sixth category, we will find out who the winner is for the biggest disappointment. The one you're looking forward to, Angel. The biggest disappointment. The unfortunate nominees are number one, the Wolpertinger. Or, as you like to say, the Wolpertinger. <laughs> yes. I, I had to put this one on there because... Uh, um, it was that was a hard one. The 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 things the lore of the Wolpertinger took my breath away. It <laughs> gave me heart palpitations. The the idea that to to find them or to subdue them would be to bring a like big breasted woman and they had to sh- bear their bodies. Yep. It was just it was all over the place. Just so much going on with the Wolpertinger, and for something that was just a cool little animal just this amalgamation of animals and then it went that route it was it was out of left field it was unexpected yeah it was to say the least a disappointment (laughs) number two in the nominees black-eyed children the reason i put black-eyed children on this list was because i went on a cruise and before that cruise, I went to go see you, unrelated to the story. <laughs> but on that cruise was none other than paranormal entertainer Dave Schrader. And he was telling a story about black-eyed children. And I was like, wow, I've never heard of these before. He started talking about them. Um, and then I saw him at somewhere else, and uh, he told the story again. And it seemed like, well, this is interesting, this is interesting, and maybe it was just the way he presented it was interesting. But then when I did my own research into it, I was like, I hate these. <laughs> <laughs> this is horribly stupid. So uh, after our research, they were a big disappointment. How about? I think you found a, a whole new love, though. <laughs> they, they found a place in my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> and on that day your little heart grew two sizes bigger <laughs> and then shrank uh, again <laughs> god damn it there's the mermaids <laughs> and my uh third nominee for the biggest disappointment was the hopkinsville goblins if you can believe it or not angel the hopscotch gobbos mainly because the story just it 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 made no sense. They kept, they just they arrived. They they floated towards the building. They got shot. They floated. They got shot. They floated. They looked in through some windows. Then they got shot out through the windows. Uh, it was just maybe I'm just disappointed more in the people's reaction to them of this this perceived a threat they were under. I don't know. Imagine a world where they didn't shoot the goblins, the aliens. What could have? What world could we be living in? Be like if the Library of Alexandria never burnt down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that world we would be in. Pretty sure our technology would definitely be further. Then we could have found out if they really were escaped carnival monkeys, <laughs> because they would presumably would have ripped their faces off, <laughs> as monkeys do. <laughs> well, then it's a good thing they were getting shot at. <laughs> But then where'd they go? So it's like a whole troop of escaped monkeys just laying out there in the forests of Kentucky. Just they their they ascended up into the sky. <laughs> oh, no, they floated up. <laughs> Screaming like um, 2001 A Space Odyssey. They're throwing bones at mm-hmm. monoliths. Yep. <laughs> Is there one that points out to you what I am going for for the winner 
uh, uh, biggest disappointment. There's a lot I, of disappointment on this list. <laughs> well, I I initially I'm, I'm gonna go with my first guess, but based on what you were telling me, I don't know if I'll, I'm, I'll I'll be right. But I'm just gonna go with my gut and say uh, the Wolpertinger. I just remember you so angry. With with the yeah. Wolpertinger, <laughs> I had a, a a visceral reaction during that episode. It was just such a dumb story. <laughs> it's a good a good nominee, the the Wolpertinger. But I went with Beks, the Black Eyed Kids, because they had I had been primed up on this being such a cool entity, and then I researched it, and <laughs> no. They wanted to see Mortal Kombat. I mean, there was just two kids. The guy was trying to pay his his internet bill, and that was like where our story starts. My lord. So, so lesson learned: never research your cryptids. I know. <laughs> never meet your heroes. Never research anything. <laughs> is that? Oh yeah. No, that's only. Is that two? Two for black eyed kids. I think so. Is My it, gosh, is that our first double winner? <laughs> double winner all the way? Oh my goodness. Black eyed children just they got the rock the rocket strap they're going up. <laughs> our next category, in my opinion, is a great one. The Golden Curiosity for Best Story. Who are your nominees, Angel? So first one is La Llorona. I mean, plain and simple. We have stories. Uh, I'm gonna include f- movies as well. I haven't seen the movies though, <laughs> but <No>. but <laughs> there are there are you know the, the 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 American movie is probably what put it more in um, English speaking people's minds. But there are other films that were uh, that exist in Spanish on this entity, and not to mention um, the other stories. That exist about them, but for me, the thing that placed it at the top of the uh, 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 to be a nominee is the play that we read, David. <laughs> the partial play, the the fact that there's a play on the Yonoka is enough <laughs> for me to be like, yes, this has to be on the list. the The reading of that play was legit one of my favorite movies or moments of this entire podcast because it was so funny uh i didn't read any of it beforehand it was all in the moment and it was just hilarious yeah if only we had done the whole thing (laughs) a whole episode on a dramatic reading of this play (laughs) where you moan and i play every other goddamn character in the story (laughs) so neither of us had like i i hadn't also read the whole thing so as we're doing it, I'm like, why am I just doing moaning? What is this? This is such a stupid part. <laughs> I'm here playing the title character, and I can't even do anything other than moan? What is this? It reminds me of, of I was in maybe like fourth grade, and in a reading class, and we were reading a, a, a play, and we all had to pick parts, and I wanted to be the security <laughs> and I was like, I, I want to be the security. That was, that was the only part I wanted. So I put my name in the hat and that's, that's what I got. <laughs> and then we got to like the, the part of the, the, the play. And then I'm like, oh my God, 
that's not security, that's secretary. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh no, I don't want this part. This is stupid. And apparently I'm cursed to be a, a stupid part in every play. Now, a memory is burned in my mind. Misreading secretary for security. Oh man. I feel like I had something like that happen to me, but I can't remember now. Oh, well. Was it that same experience? <laughs> the exact same experience. <laughs> except I was shot 3,000 years into the future. <laughs> you had to collect dark energy. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no, I'm the secretary. Oh, <laughs> uh, Anyway, the next one that I nominated was The Vampire Panic. This one is based on the story I found I think is the best for for this one is from this TV series that came out recently called Chapel Wait. Uh, I saw the first two episodes of it and it was interesting. It's based off of Stephen King's short story uh, Salem's Lot, which is supposed to take place in some New England area. That kind of reminiscent of the vampire panic. It deals with the issues of like the people getting sick and you know that kind of stuff. I looked up reviews for the show Chapel Way, and apparently it got bad reviews. So I don't know if the show got worse as it went on, but I feel like it was a good. Uh, to me, it's it's one of those where it's like it's a, I think it's a good representation of what the of if you wanted to do something about like a story on the vampire panic, that this would be the way to go, mm-hmm. because. It's it's not like cliched where it's like, oh, vampires come out of the ground or anything like that. That's pretty much why I chose that one. Well, if it's Stephen King, though, it's it's hit or miss once it gets onto a television screen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially when Stephen King has control over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how much coke did he do in preparation for that writing? <laughs> if none, eh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, he's sober now, right? So maybe yeah. he shouldn't be allowed to do anything on TV anymore. He can keep writing, though. Nothing nothing oh, yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. That's a different medium. <laughs> and as for fi- my final nomination, I, once again, Black Eyed Children, because why not? <laughs> oh my God. I, I just love the stories that we found about them the the guy's trying to pay his internet but he gets stopped by some children i just it doesn't make sense to me like what's he is he gonna pay with a check like he's got internet can he pay online i don't understand this why is he doing these things could could you back then i don't recall Paying anything online before, like in back in the early, in mid nineties, was it mid nineties? Uh, um, was it? I I'm pretty sure it was like ninety seven or eight. My God! Although right, I didn't right. have money to pay anything, <laughs> so I wasn't doing much. Well, I'm, I'm, I I don't know if you're gonna pay it online, but if you're paying for internet, that's more like a subscription. Even back then, I'm sure they were taking money out of. I don't know. I don't know. The whole point, the fact is, is that he's paying the, in, he's going to pay the internet and some kids stop him to, to watch Mortal Kombat. And he's like, oh my God, these kids are evil. Just maybe, their aura. Maybe, maybe it was because they said they wanted to watch Mortal Kombat. He's like, that's not a movie for kids. They're evil. 
He just really yeah. hated it. <laughs> and then, and then, of course, the my favorite, the the kids getting uh, invited in by the the wife, and then all this bad stuff starts happening, and then mm-hmm. aggressive cancer. Yep. <laughs> the downfall of their lives was the <laughs> the moment they opened that door that night. That's that's why that's why they're nominated because they have such fun stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know why the hell I made this decision, but I said vampire panic, and I <laughs> really don't have much memory of that decision. Uh, huge blunder on my end because I'm pretty sure black guy kids win this one again. <laughs> well, let me tell you, you're absolutely correct about the vampire panic not being the one that I chose. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was the Yoruna would have won because of that play. But mm-hmm. the reason the reason I chose Black Eyed Children is because of my contribution to the stories. <laughs> <laughs> the Chadberry. The Chadberry story is going to live on forever and I want it to become canon. Mm-hmm. It is. It already is. <laughs> Just start telling it <laughs> Just start going to conventions, telling that story. Just tell it over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Go to like a comic con, and you're in line for like Doctor Strange Seven, and you're asking Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> you're just telling him this story about <laughs> black-eyed kids, and you I say, just, "This I, is not a question. I just had to make this statement." <laughs> I, I, I act like I am Chad, so I, I just say, "Hey guys, my name is Chad," and a few years ago. Some high school kids came up to me, and they looked just like these guys I went to high school with. And they say, hey, Chad Berry, what's up? And I'm like, what? Chad Berry? I'm a plant in the uh, in the audience. <laughs> Yo, Chad Berry. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you look just the same like in high school. <laughs> just completely unhinged. Start telling some random story about some kids. And I'm Chad Berry, like <laughs> people are like security comes and start dragging you off. You're holding on to the microphone. <laughs> I will not go unlisten to. And then that becomes a story about the black guy children. This guy that keeps going around telling this story. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch gets a, a restraining order against you. <laughs> I just follow him everywhere he goes. Every awards event he's at, I just like. <laughs> Chadberry here. <laughs> All right, I guess I guess we're gonna start tweeting at him. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, here we go. Back on track. We are already at number eight, Angel. This one is the Nightmare Bringer. The nominees that I went with. Number one, Slender Man. Because this entity has really become hand in hand of of just being recognized as like the number one uh creepy pasta out there being slender man and there have just been so many stories written about him an entity that has crossed over into the affecting the real world but uh, the, i don't know it, it's just a, a creature that there's so much there's an aura surrounding slender man much of the in the episode that we covered covered the nonsensical like stupidness surrounding the entity like as <laughs> slenderman and his signature also being on the magna carta what <laughs> but there are some really neat things that 
go into like say the original posting of it the the imagery and storytelling elements of it it was really cool and it was very exciting to be a part of yeah yeah um i i like the initial stuff right where he's the it's just like a picture of like kids playing in a in in like a park mm-hmm. and and just off in the distance like you don't even notice it until you pay attention some be, between some trees there's just this dark tall figure and it's just there it's not doing anything mm-hmm. and you're like what what is that yeah it's a it's it's a provocative imagery it's really cool the second nominee for nightmare bringer uh melon heads because maybe that's not not a an option most people choose but let's go back to the description of them these huge uh, uh, elliptic heads with like <laughs> veins popping out um they're like filed teeth pointy teeth they just seem to be feral in nature one of the the story that sticks out in my mind and i i don't know why i think about this a lot is the story of <laughs> there's this person driving down the road and next to their car the melon head is like keeping pace with them like (laughs) just running and like snarling at the person and it's like why is this thing running after your vehicle how is it doing that Uh, just the my god the neck power to keep that head up and not fall down when you're running like 30 miles an hour (laughs) like chad lewis level speeds here (laughs) not not the author But the, just the the imagery of them is just so it's so otherworldly. It's it's a fun image. They're a neat creature. And then finally, my my last nominee is Bloody Mary, a entity that has my gosh really stood the test of time. But the thing is, it's like I think we talked about it a little bit in the episode. I don't remember ever like knowing Bloody Mary, but we all played bloody mary in the in the bathroom it's like i don't remember hearing about it or like how kids find out about this thing but all of a sudden everybody gathers in the bathroom and like turns (laughs) off the light and starts chanting bloody mary it's like how the hell did we get here (laughs) like how did this that was why is this a thing it's it's a it's a memory that gets removed Mm -hmm. probably possibly by bloody by bloody mary herself yep she Men in Black normalizes you <laughs> of the first time you ever thought of her. So, yeah, those are my nominees for the Nightmare Bringer. What you were talking about, I kind of don't know which one mm-hmm. you you picked, but I already have the one that I pre-picked that I thought you would have gone with, and I'm going to stick with it, and I chose Melon Heads. It's a good choice, a good choice for melon heads because they're so, so feral, it seems like. I think they feed on fetuses, I think was a thing too. <laughs> like, my lord. But I went with tradition here, Angel. I had to pay respects to the entity known as Bloody Mary because, like I said, she has stood the test of time and has frightened generations worth of children. Uh, like a weird like milestone in a lot of people's childhoods to like get up the 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 bravery to face bloody mary and the the imagery of her like this 
the the power of the mirror and things like that and and possibly seeing this woman appear in your mirror it's a a cool story i think in in my opinion so the golden curiosity goes to bloody mary and thank god it wasn't black eyed children <laughs> <laughs> so where are we at guessing so far are we only have one each i i think so i think so my gosh and here we go <laughs> it's <laughs> we're at the final category i know the last two. Near, yeah, we are at your final category, Angel. The Legacy Award. Who are your nominees for the the award of our cryptids of uh, a bygone era? For the Legacy, you can't go without talking about the man himself, Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Tim Allen. <laughs> Killing the Santa Claus by accident. Then has to become Santa Claus. I mean... Who'd have thunk it? I mean, me. my my lord, what a legit perfect scenario for a movie. <laughs> Santa Claus has, I mean, the fact that there's that the Santa Claus <laughs> that that was something some itself. that was something that somebody made up uh-huh. based on already a tradition a traditional person named known as Santa Claus, like. So many things have been done. Like, you can't grow up in this world without knowing who he is. In fact, I would argue that you could, from the 1800s to now, if you grow up in any of those time periods, you would mm-hmm. know who Santa Claus is. Yeah, yeah. My God, the power that he holds to make children behave. I mean, how many, <laughs> how many times are you in, like, Walmart and you hear parents yelling at their kids, if you don't behave... <laughs> Santa's not bringing you anything. My lord. (laughs) Don't be naughty. You got to be nice. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only that, but Santa accessories. Like maybe Santa is too busy to watch you behave, but this elf isn't. Uh, Yeah. There's there's (laughs) eyes and ears. (laughs) Clearly, the legacy uh, cannot go without talking about him. The next one is the Baba Yaga. Because I feel like. The, the equivalent of what I said about Santa, but in Russia. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, every every Russian definitely has heard about yeah, this. Okay, yeah. Probably not so much on our side of the world, but she has leaked through. Mm-hmm. Like, we have, um, what was it, um, um, Hellboy? Yep. That had yes. the... Third movie. Uh, so we have... You know, it's it's come into our pop culture um, many a time. She's 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 badass. I think it, it's a cool concept and unique because she comes she is herself like a witch, but she comes with her own house that has chicken legs. chicken legs. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. And and the concept of, of she's always moving, so you can never find her in a specific location. And mm-hmm. yet, somehow, you just ask people, and they know where she's at, yeah. and they'll point <laughs> like, you to the direction. Yep. Head down that way, <laughs> go in the woods. You'll find her. I mean, I think that's that's all, that's all fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a very cool entity, and like a, a primordial evil, really, too. I think she's like plucked from Satan himself. <laughs> Into a stew or something like that, and yeah, that's, Baba. that's one of the, that, yeah, that was one of the, uh, the stories, right? For my third nominee, uh, it's just Mothman. 
Oh, now, it's a bit controversial because if you remember, we gave him a pretty low score when we talked about the Mothman. But that score is just based off our rubric. Like you can't mm-hmm. argue with the rubric. But the Mothman is is everywhere, especially in the states. You can't go anywhere that, like, say, some sort of cryptid convention where you will not find somebody dressed as, like, a Mothman or Mm -hmm. some sort of Mothman interpretation. Or just the merchandise for it. Yeah. Or bumper stickers. (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. I mean, there's a whole economy out there for slogans like, (laughs) Mothman ate my ass in the parking lot of a Denny's. It's like, my lord, yep. why is this the thing? But it's awesome. <laughs> yep. Three wonderful choices here for the Legacy Award, but there's only one that pops out in my mind, and it is the Claus himself, Santa. The Claus himself, Santa. Santa Claus. He had, I believe he still has, the highest score yeah. ever of all of our cryptids. Um, yeah. almost a perfect score. Almost a perfect score. Um, Merlin was up there, but Santa, mm-hmm. Santa just—he's—he's he's immortal. It seems. Yeah. He, he might be God himself, but <laughs> we're not gonna go that far. But, uh, but yes, imagine, imagine if Sam Neil played Santa. <laughs> oh my God. That that. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, "I that's the last of magic. <laughs> and then Christmas is over. <laughs> that's how he ends all of his movies. <laughs> I, I faintly recall that's how uh, Event Horizon ends. <laughs> he doesn't have eyes, and he's like, that's the end of magic. <laughs> Pretty sure in Jurassic Park, when he sees those flock of birds, <laughs> that's the that's end, the end, end magic. of magic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, Santa wins this one. So finally, we have the. Uh, oh, so I have I have two two right. I'm. This is a big award for you, my friend, <laughs> because finally we have the Pliny the Elder Award. My nominees are the Philadelphia Experiment. So, like I I said in the episode dedicated to it for something that is supposedly you know top secret, there sure is a lot written about it. Uh, the Office of Naval Research even created their own information sheet about it since they get so many inquiries about the alleged event. If you recall, there was a, a book written, uh, Jessup is the last name that comes to mind, and it was like, there are things written in the in the margins, and it was like writings to, a, to an alien. Oh, so much going on there, but then then you just jump into the amount of research put into this thing and there is just so much out there different things different avenues of research that people have looked at to try to explain that yes this this happened this is all true and then people saying no this is all this is all as uh joe biden says malarkey (laughs) (laughs) what do you think of the philadelphia experiment that that whole story of of the guy that wrote in the book, mm-hmm. what was his name? Car- Carl, but then he yeah. sometimes went by Carlos as well. <laughs> yeah. It was Aronde, I think. Yeah, there was a whole article I found where uh, some journalist like investigated 
where this guy lived and and he he mm-hmm. learned from his family that you know this guy you know he was just you know one of those troubled geniuses you know he was good at school but then it's just his you know he went his brain took him somewhere where it yeah. just didn't make any sense yeah that just yeah so so much out there about it uh next up second nominee for the Pliny the Elder Award in research we go to Merlin because, good Lord, is there a lot about this <laughs> magic yep. little man. Um, from the stories of King Arthur to, uh, my gosh, just the the sheer literature about this man and if he was real or who he was based on or what happened to him, things like that. There is just so much out there of quality academic uh, research into the entity. It's It's amazing. And then all the different stories that stem out about him. It's its truly a unique figure in history or just folklore. Yeah, I I've, I remember, I never mentioned this before, but I remember when doing the research for Merlin and how, you know, there was this whole folklore versus reality kind of thing and people trying to figure out if he, if he was based off someone or if he was real like this is on the level of, of like jesus like people yeah. do the same thing about him you know mm-hmm. try to find out if he was real or you know what parts happened what part did it happen yep there's the famous merlin shroud <laughs> and and there's the whole controversial merlin and santa are the same you know mm-hmm. yeah yes <laughs> So much out there about him. <laughs> and my final nominee, they haven't been nominated in a while here, Mermaids. Oh. Because, good Lord, the... I think you're still sifting through the information. I'm, 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 I still feel like we are supposed to be recording an episode about mermaids. <laughs> There's so much information. But like I said in that episode, you could legit have a podcast about mermaids and probably never run out of different mermaid things to talk about in years because yeah. there's just so many different things it's just wild is there anything that pops out to your in your memory about mermaid research <laughs> i mean where to start i the one book that i that i found on not that i that i found not to say that it's the only book that exists but the one i chose to use for research it was just kind of like a primer on mm-hmm. mermaids you know kind of like hey you know introduction and a history of of things of that but of that nature but yeah it's like from there you can use that book to find out more about specific things like the siren aspect yeah. right or or this kind of uh you know um near um what is it a scene it's ocean nymphs or sea mm-hmm. nymphs or yeah. river nymphs and and it's like all of these things are somehow related to mermaids and it's it's just wild yeah and then there's African mermaids, European mermaids, like yeah. Indian, Asian. It's just so many different styles. So who do you think I chose for the golden curiosity on this one? I believe, I may be wrong once again, but I believe it would go to mermaids. Wow. It was a close one, but possibly the original mermaid. The man himself, Merlin, because he could have been a mermaid. But the yeah, I chose Merlin just because of the the breadth of information out there. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure there's like entire Oxford classes on Merlin. I'm sure you could <laughs> specialize in Merlin literature if you wanted to. It's just 
uh, I'm a Merlin wild. scholar. I don't. <laughs> I, I. This is my yearly article on Merlin. <laughs> like <laughs> so much about him, and damn it, he deserves a golden curiosity. He sure does. But I, I've, I think that's two to one, Angel. I think I, I guessed two. You guessed one. I believe. Does that make you the better human? I am the better human. <laughs> I, I win today. Now we have at the end of our show the eleventh award, and for this award, we did not choose ourselves. We let our honorary third host of this show, Pliny the Digital, our replica AI of the original Pliny the Elder. Uh, we let him decide from a, a slew of nominees who the best overall entity is. And and my gosh, we had some good nominees. The, the list that Pliny the Digital had to choose from are as follows. Melonheads, Hopkinsville Goblins, Slenderman, The New England Vampire Panic, Merlin, Bloody Mary, Mrs. Claus, Brownies, Siren Head, The Mechanical Turk, Black-Eyed Kids, and Mermaids. So those are the ones that Angel and myself highlighted as the best of seasons 3, 4, and 5. When we gave this, we just threw it at Pliny. We said, choose the best one on that list. And Pliny's reaction, his statement was, there's a lot of good stuff. But I think I'd have to say Siren Head. My gosh. There you have it. The Golden Curiosity for Best Overall Entity as Chosen by a Artificial Intelligence, Siren Head. Now, does does, uh, Pliny the Digital elaborate on why he chose Siren Head? He said, and I quote, because it sounded cool. (laughs) There you have it. And then he goes on to explain that they may be machines animated by class three sentient demonic entities. So, <laughs> my God, he's adding to the lore too. class three, <laughs> a class three. <laughs> my God, class three. I, I, I would have never thought. And that we we Andrew, we are at the end of the first annual Golden Curiosity, sort of a roundup of our. Seasons 3, 4, and 5 of the best of the best for these specific things. What what do you have to say here at the end? I mean, this was this couldn't have gone better. This was an amazing experience. And I'm hoping we all fought to listen to this episode to survive Annihilation, <laughs> as I mentioned earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, today is our... Golden Curiosity Day. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. Now we got to say that every time. (laughs) For some reason, I want to go watch Independence Day, but I (laughs) can't shake the feeling. (laughs) Who are are the the standouts here, Angel? Walk me through it. I mean, it has to be Black Eyed Kids, right? Um, Yeah, I think completely unexpectedly. (laughs) I only I only chose Black Eyed Kids for two things, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, they were nominees for best story and most mm-hmm. disappointing. I mean, and most that's disappointing. just the 
they're just living the gamut of, <laughs> of everything here. And we pre- we uh, we had discussed this in the past. We thought mermaids would just win every category, but that mm-hmm. wasn't the case, was it? Yeah, I was afraid this would just be a, a, a second mermaid show. <laughs> it wasn't. Not at all. Better luck. Uh, well, they probably won't be nominated again. Because now we'll have a setup that won't be uh, 10 episodes in a year. <laughs> they will never be talked about again. again. Yep. Goodbye, mermaids. You won't be missed. So y'all can find us on Twitter at Cracking Curios. You make sure that you can tweet at us. Maybe you can talk about uh, what your favorite nominee was or winner. Or maybe you can tell us which one you hated or which one we left off the list. Make sure to include your hashtag Crack Cryptids as well as hashtag Golden Curiosity. And then on Instagram, we're at Cracking Cryptids. Follow us on there as well. You can shoot us an email at crackingcryptidsandcurials at gmail.com and listen to us on any uh, podcast hosting platform that you are aware of. Your favorite one. You know it's Spotify. And as we finally wind down, we must remember that your death date has not been heard yet, so you can rest easy. October 5th. 2025. <laughs> this has been an I am actually traveling back into time production. I'm so excited. I wore flood pants. <laughs>